Hi, this is Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith with the National Police Association, and this is the NPA Report. I am so excited to have a, a national celebrity and yet a local for me guest on today, and that is Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinell County, Arizona. He is, uh, he's a fellow cop, but he is, uh, he's also a patriot and, uh, and a terrifically interesting guy. Sheriff Lamb, welcome to the program. Thank you, Betsy. I appreciate you having me on. So uh, one of the things I want to talk about, you know, there's a lot of talk right now in the media and a lot of people don't really understand unless you live down here, what's happening at our southern border under the new administration. Sheriff, is there a crisis at the southern border? Oh, absolutely. There's a crisis. This is, look, take the politics out of this. This is a crisis. I am telling you as a sheriff who works down here and, and what we're doing every day, this administration is not, not fixing the problem. They're actually throwing gas on the problem every day. It's getting worse and worse. Um, and, and, and their rhetoric that they've, they've had and that they continue to have is what continues to bring people here. And then they wanna try to protect these borders, uh, but they're not, they're not doing it. They're not sending people back like they say they are. Um, the children are going to just keep coming, especially when you say you're not going to turn them away. And so, yeah, it's a crisis. We're dealing with it. For anybody who doesn't know where my county is, we are located between Phoenix and Tucson. And we're about 60 miles off the border uh, down in the south area of our county where we have the most issues. And uh, we can go out every day right now and we can find 20, 30 folks out in the desert. Um, we've had over 40 pursuits that have ended in bailouts in the last uh, two months. Uh, the other day we had to stick a dog on the driver and then uh, there was 10 illegal, no, seven illegals in that one, three of them were minors. So yeah, it's an issue for us and it's, uh, it's getting worse and worse. And I'll say this and I'll turn it back over to you is this is not about the, uh, this is not about politics. If you care about human beings and human rights, then you should absolutely care about border security because these people's rights are being violated by the cartel every day. Uh, the women are being raped, the, men, the children are being used as pawns, and the men are being extorted, being forced to carry drugs. They're paying exorbitant amounts to the cartel, and our policies are only enriching the cartels and putting the people at more risk. And so it's something that we are strongly passionate about, and we're trying to protect them. And that's something I want people to really understand, Sheriff, is the hand that the cartels have in our crisis at the border and also the exploitation of especially women and children. But it, because people think, and I, and I used to think this when I lived up north, that, oh, these are just people who are trying to come here to get jobs and have a better life. And they're coming from places where they don't have much opportunity. That's not much of the reality is it no it's not and you know a lot of the folks that come into our county are are, are men there are younger men to middle-aged men um not always with the best intentions yeah there are good people that are trying to come here to make a better life for themselves and we're not saying don't do that we're just saying follow the law follow the way it's set up uh, look i always equate it to this for those people who might not live here in arizona there are good people that drink and drive when you get a caught, you're gonna get a DUI. It doesn't make you the, any less of a good person. I can't just say, well, you since you're a good person, I'm not gonna charge you with the DUI. The fact of the matter is it's against the law as it is against the law to come into this country illegally. And what we're asking is 
is, is that the federal government respect that and also that our, uh, that those folks who want to come here and make a better life for themselves respect it as well and go through the proper process. It's not fair to those people who have paid thousands of dollars to do it right and spent years waiting for their visas. This is a thumb, thumbing our noses in their faces as well. Um, and we as a country cannot, we cannot handle unchecked immigration. It will hurt us uh, economically, it'll hurt our communities, and it's hurting them as well. And one of the groups of people that it hurts is the children. And, and you know, we, we heard a lot of talk about kids in cages and this and that, but, but it, the exploitation of children, the sexual exploitation of children, people don't like to hear about this, they don't like to talk about this, but uh, children and, and women, they're being raped, they're being sexually exploited by the cartels and at our borders every single day, aren't they? It's horrible. Yeah, and then our president says, well, we're not turning away any families or children. So what does the cartel do? The cartel's buying children or stealing children. And then they're saying, here, take this kid across the border with you, they won't turn you away. And that's what's happening. And then as soon as they get on the other side, they just dump the kids. And then you have families that are actually what kind of parent does this, but they are sending their children up here to this country for a better life. And uh, I, I mean, that's horrible parenting, but you don't hear anybody talking about that. You know, no. all we hear about is that we don't wanna have kids in cages. And uh, where are those same congressmen and women now that were there a year ago, uh, trashing our president? They're nowhere to be found. Mum's the word with them and that's shameful. I talk to so many people who say, There's, you're, you're lying. There's no parent that would turn their child over to the cartel to be used again and again and again for these fake families that we have over the, you know, crossing the border. And yet that's exactly what happens, isn't it? Absolutely. Look, parents will sell their kids for drugs. Don't think that a parent won't send their kid up here unaccompanied to this country. Look, we've seen the worst of the worst of human beings. So when people tell me that, oh, no, somebody won't do that. Yes, they were, people, humans are capable of doing that and much worse. And when we talk about the cartels and people hear us talk about the cartels and the coyotes, when we talk about the cartels, because, you know, pe again, people see it in the movies or on TV and they, and they think, oh, these are just drug dealers. They are incredibly powerful and they're incredibly dangerous, not just to Mexican law enforcement, to American law enforcement, aren't they? Yeah, they're very sophisticated. They have all the bells and whistles and tools that we have, plus some. They have the firepower. I mean, they have billions and billions of dollars that we, now our government is only, the decisions they've made and the policies they've put in place are only adding to the wealth of these cartels. This is, they're aiding and abetting these cartels and it, it, they're making their job super easy. Because what they'll do is send kids up and now all the border patrol and ICE are forward deployed to deal with those kids and families. And it leaves wide open those desert areas that we struggle with. And these people are coming in unchecked into our country. And so the cartels are very sophisticated, very powerful. They have a lot of money. And it is something that we struggle to stay ahead of or at least try to combat. And now when you do this, you're putting us behind the eight ball at a serious disadvantage all, uh, with these policies changes. Now, uh, one of the other things the defund the police movement has managed Which to- Which is dumb, by the way. <laughs> exactly. 
and, and and you know, and you can you can count this uh, under the uh, under the arm of uh, cancel culture, if you will. They were able to get rid of a, a show that was wildly popular um, in America, and that it was a show called Live PD, and that is so unfortunate. Now you're working on a project that I'm pretty excited about uh, that that might take that live PD audience and and make them a little happy. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, I'm a sheriff and I refuse to be canceled. And so I still want to have a voice for law enforcement. So putting a show together called American Sheriff, it's going to be on americansheriff.com. If you go there now, you're only going to see my book. But in May, that's going to transition over to a subscription site. We're going to be charging, I think, $5.99 a month or $5 a month. And uh, we'll have videos just like what you've been used to on what you've seen on other shows and TV. I won't be live, but we're going to be putting some great packages together. And we're going to go to sheriff's offices across this country. And we're going to showcase the good men and women that put on the badge. We're going to humanize the badge. We're going to talk to sheriffs about what they do and the challenges they face in their communities. And uh, it, it is going to be a great show. I hope that everybody will log on. It's going to be for, for $6 a month, basically a couple monsters. Uh, if you just don't buy two monsters in one day, because that's what I do, and uh, put your money towards this to this subscription site, and we're going to put out about ten videos a week. Um, so for you're going to get about forty to fifty videos a month for your five bucks. It's going to be a good deal, and it's going to put you back in the front seat with us in law enforcement, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to showcase all the work that we do, the good and the bad. And that's the thing is, is the, you know, police reality television, and I was involved in that as well. It does what you just said. It showcases what American law enforcement deals with, the good, the bad, the ugly, and yes, the humorous. And, and, and I want people to understand that the, there's a lot of differences between a sheriff and a sheriff's office and a, a police department. And, uh, and I know you work well with, you know, a lot of our police chiefs are around Arizona and around the country, but talk about some of the differences in being a sheriff as, to as opposed to being a, a city cop and a city police chief. Look, I, my hat, I tip my hat to anybody who puts on the badge, police, deputies, everybody. I respect them and I fight and I try to be a solid voice of freedom and patriotism and for law enforcement. So. This show that I'm doing is not designed to take away from any police. It is just much easier to get in with sheriffs because we're elected by the people. We don't have all the, the hoops and the, and the obstacles to climb over to, to be able to do something like this. Now, the difference really is, is that sheriffs are elected by the people. We don't work for anybody. We don't work for a city council. We don't work for mayors. We work for the people. And there is beauty and, and, and there is... Uh, there's something strong about that. You know, we are the last line of defense in law enforcement and your sheriffs become the ultimate last line of defense for protecting the people's rights, protecting us from the bad guys and from government overreach. And so we really want to showcase the good men and women that are working as sheriffs across this country. And, uh, and this is designed not just to focus on them. Hopefully it'll bring a positive light to all law enforcement and police because in, inevitably, you're going to show the, the good relationships we have with our, our local agencies and our local partners and the good work they do as well. Well, and the good relationships that we have with our citizens as well. And I think that's something 
Uh, I know that Pinell County, uh, you really excel at that. And a lot of sheriff's departments Thank do, you. where they really excel at uh, involving their citizens. You have some different volunteer groups, right, that, that a lot of sheriff's departments have. Yeah, we've got a very robust posse. We have a patrol posse where they can actually become, we put them through about 350 hours of training. They get a take-home car. They wear a uniform. They have a gun and they help us respond to calls. Now they can't, uh, they have no arresting authority, but they help us transport prisoners. And in a county the size of the state of Connecticut, that's important for us. Um, they do about 1800 hours a month for us, which is huge. We have a citizens on patrol, which is like a block watch. Um, and we've given them a little bit more flexibility. And then I've also started civilians posse. And the, what that is designed to do is kind of temper some of the frustration that we're feeling as Americans in this country and help them understand what our resources are and how they can help the sheriff's office. And uh, should an, an emergency arise, whether it's a flood or a fire or heaven forbid any other type of insurrection where I need to call on the people to assist us, I can do that. I'll have a list of people that I can do that, uh, that I can call on. Now, Sheriff, one of the things about you and, and people see you all the time on, on Fox News and in other media outlets, you know, you're very outspoken. And one of the things that you're very outspoken about is America. You are incredibly patriotic, your love for this country. And that's what you wrote a book, right? Called American Sheriff. That, you are a lover of this country. Has that been difficult as a law enforcement leader to be able to do that? You know, for me, it's not difficult because I love freedom so much and I don't, I'm, I'm unapologetically American and I will do whatever it takes to protect America. And I don't care what, what negativity that brings because I feel like I'm standing up for the right thing and doing the right thing. And so for me, it's easy, but I will tell you, it doesn't come without its heat. Um, I had a friend tell me, and I'm going to do an uh, Instagram post today, as a matter of fact, um, and you'll see it come out. I had a friend who told me one time, he's like, Mark, it doesn't do any good to have an FU fastball if you never throw it. So don't be afraid to throw your fastball. And I'm not. Like, I throw fastballs left and right. Um, and I, I try to do it with facts and with a heart. Um, and hopefully people can see the love that I have for this country. I'm not doing it to be defiant. I'm doing it to protect what I believe is my job. As a, as a sheriff, I swore an oath to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States and the people that live in my county. And I will do it and no matter how hard it is. And I was raised as a, uh, to, as a person who you were raised to do what was right, regardless of the cost. And uh, you mentioned my book, American Sheriff, Traditional Values in a Modern World. I'm no author, but hopefully you'll pick it up, take a look at it. Um, it's really just a normal person talking about how my love for this country, what's developed, the, you know, what I've gone through, and hopefully I can impart some of the things that, some of the values that have helped me in life, and hopefully you can use it in your life. You can get it at Amazon, or for now, you can get it at americansheriff.com, and even when we start our subscription site, you'll still be able to buy that book on americansheriff.com. Now, when you talk about, you talked about something that we all did when we became law enforcement off, uh, officers, and that's we swore an oath to defend and protect the American Constitution. One of those constitutional rights that you and I both revere is really under attack right now, and that's the Second Amendment. And, and the anti-Second Amendment people will talk about, well, we're trying to save lives, prevent crime, and this and that by taking more guns off the street. How do you react to that? 
Well, first of all, that's an unfactual argument on their part. They want to play on your emotions, but they're not talking about the facts. The facts are, and the FBI just released their statistics for 2019. The facts are that in this country, people who were killed by a rifle, or in many cases, what they deem as, I hate this term, but assault rifle, were only about 350 murders committed by rifles. Do you know how many there were that were committed by feet and hands and, and feet? Almost, there was over 600. Do you know how many that were committed by a knife? 1,400. So they don't have their facts straight. Only three in a country with 350 million people, there was only 350 deaths committed with or murders committed with a rifle. So their facts don't support their narrative. The fact of the matter is guns don't hurt people. People hurt people. And that's the issue here. We and the, the, our politicians want to use that to, to further their, their political agenda. Any American who can't look at this and say that um, they're trying to take something away from me, how important is that, that I should try to protect that? This is the only thing standing in the way of the rest of the Constitution. They just tore apart the First Amendment last year and they continue to do that. And they wanna to continue to tear away to constitutional rights. And they know that Second Amendment stands in the way of that. So they, they're playing on emotions. They have no factual support for what they're trying to push right now. They just want it. They want to unarm the population. And one last thing: when you pass gun legislation and gun laws, you're not taking the guns out of the hands of the criminals. You're taking them out of the hands of the good people that live in this country. Those criminals are going to continue to find guns. They're going to continue continue to commit crimes, and all they're doing is 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 putting us at risk as American citizens. Absolutely, well said, Sheriff. How did American law enforcement gets so politicized. How did that happen in the last year? You know, it's just a lot of people wanting to maintain their jobs. Look, I'm not trying to knock any chiefs of police, but there was a lot of guys that 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 kind of kowtowed to the uh, to this cancel culture and these folks who were pushing a, a false narrative, who were saying stupid stuff like defund the police. And those agencies that have defunded their police are now paying more money than they, what they were what, before they uh, defunded them. So we know that this is a ridiculous concept, but we had a lot of people that just got bullied and, and it hurt local law enforcement. We had a lot of people not stand up and be a voice for law enforcement. But I was having said all of that, I still wanna tell you that 70 to 80%, no matter what race you talk to, I think everything falls between 70 and 80%, depending on the race, still support law enforcement in this country. Do not believe the media and the politicians when they tell you that the police is the problem because that's not the truth. And the fact of the matter is the average American still believes in law enforcement and in the rule of law. So it's our, our job as leaders to push through that and to not uh, kowtow to these people and do what they want us to do and let them cancel us out. Um, we've got to stand tall, we've got to stand strong and keep our feet firmly, firmly planted on, on this American soil. Absolutely. And Sheriff, speaking of leadership, you're involved in a group, a group of leaders called Protect America Now. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, thank you, Benson, for bringing that up. As sheriffs, we recognize, I already told you, I believe that we're the last line of defense and we, we, have, we are elected by the people for the people. And we say, we take that serious, we the people. So I put a group of sheriffs together and it's growing every day. 
sheriffs who want to stand up for the rule of law, who are going to fight against bad policies and bad politicians in their areas, and to stand up for the Constitution and protect those constitutional rights and the people in their communities. And so we put this together. Um, we've been raising money because unfortunately a dog with uh, that's all bark, no bite, does no good. And so we need to be able to, to bring a hammer with us when we show up to support other sheriffs. And uh, you can only do that with money. Politicians, that's what they respond to. If you affect their vote they uh, and, and you, you jeopardize their ability to maintain power, then that, that has power. And that's what we want to do. So go to, to protectamericanow.com and you can actually uh, contribute to our organization. But we're going to support one another and we're going to be fighting battles across this country, especially now as they're just the other day, they took all the sheriffs off this little committee for the border security. They just sent a letter saying, hey, thanks, but you're no longer needed anymore. Why? Because they, want, they don't want the truth. It's inconvenient for them. And they don't want sheriffs to be able to do that. So we need to get out and get that word out ourselves. And uh, this is just one of the groups that we're going to do it with. So hopefully you'll get on, support us. Uh, both, you know, you can support us by donating and you can also just support us by being part of this uh, organization. Sheriff Mark Lamb, Pinell County, Arizona, I can't thank you enough for spending time with me. And if you would like more information about the National Police Association, visit us at nationalpolice.org. This year, over 50,000 law enforcement officers have been assaulted while on duty. A vast number of these attacks were filmed and uploaded to social media in the pursuit of likes and attention. What they want to do is film you instead of like, what can I do to help this officer? Together, we can change this disturbing trend. If that individual would have hit the right spot, you know, it, it could have been it for me. You know, last time I would have saw my wife, my kids. I'm Mike Solon. Law enforcement officers need your support. If you see an officer under attack, then follow these simple steps in order to help. One, call 911 and give the officer's exact location. Two, ask the officer if you can assist. If the officer accepts, then do whatever you can do to safely help. Three, if the officer declines, then start filming and be a good witness. It's time to stop filming and start helping.